continues with the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on AM 1600 and 1370. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Well, it's a good day for singing the song And it's a good day for moving along Yes, it's a good day, how could anything go wrong? A good day for morning to night Good morning, Grand Valley. Welcome to the gig. We are up and we are running. We are underway. It is 710, 10 minutes after the hour. Glad you are here for the conversational ride. Our swing and soiree sticks around till 10 o'clock this morning with news and information and conversation. A little bit of controversy and hopefully some fun. You're welcome to be part of the program anywhere along the way you would like to be part of the program by using our Frio Stack auction service hotline. 304-214-1600 is the text line. 304-214-1600, the text line. 304-232-8255 is the phone line. Give us a call. Give us a buzz. Give us a text. Whatever you would like to do, we would like to hear from you. Oh, I rhymed. Did you hear that? Hear my little rhyme there? Yeah, but you do that all the time, Howard. That doesn't. See, I don't even know that. I mean, do I do that? All the time? You're a natural, Howard. I'm a natural poet. I'm a poet, and I don't know it. It's it's amazing. 35 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 33 at the Highlands, 35 in Elm Grove, and 35 here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Cloudy morning, but it will sunny up as the day goes on. Daytime high around 46. And uh, tomorrow, sunny and even up to 56. Going to be a warm weekend, but we are looking for some significant rain, particularly on Sunday Starts to say Adam Fike, but no, Adam's not here today, right? No, he's got the days off, uh, the long weekend for Mr. Fike. Uh, Tyler Vanji will be with us. Uh, Is he going to join us? I know I, he was there so. this morning. <clears throat> Tyler should join us coming up a little bit later on here. On the Watchdog Morning Show, what have I got for y'all? Uh, the GOP gubernatorial debate tonight in West Virginia. Brad McElhenney will be in to help me preview that. We'll take a look at uh, the three of the four candidates, what uh, we might expect from them. Where do they stand at this point in the game? You know, how is their campaign finance coming? How are their polling numbers? We'll kind of set the stage for where we are now as the debates begin. Brad coming in a bit later on this morning. Did anyone watch the presidential debates last night? Anyone? Anyone? Did you watch them, Bob? I did not. I didn't. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I feel bad about this. I have no interest in them at all. None. Um, and it's not, well, I guess it is because Trump isn't there. Trump at least created the uh, the, the craziness during the debates. Um, the Republican Party should listen to the debates because I think there's a good chance that Trump won't be the nominee, even though he is the lead right now. So there's one of these others will probably have to be the nominee. But I just can't, I can't gin myself up to watch it. ABC will have more about that coming up later on. The Department of Highways has finally issued a statement about the streetscape in Wheeling. Now, among other things, they praise Governor Justice. Oh, the governor has been so good to Wheeling. The governor has done so good with this project. Uh, they did update the timetable a little bit. Um, for when we'll see the streetscape done. We'll talk about that later on this morning. The latest holiday shopping predictions are higher than expected. And, of course, we'll have our usual slider on sports. Tony Caridi, the Mountaineer Report, Adam Fike Weather. That will be Tyler Vanji today. And uh, Taylor Long in the WTRF TV 7 Ohio Valley Newsroom. 7.12 in the morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. Bob, when we wrapped things up yesterday, literally, I think, like at one minute till sign-off time, Across the news wires, at least across my news wire here, 
that uh, Norman Lear had died at the age of 101. By the way, before anybody sends a nasty text, yes, I did a promo on the air all day yesterday in which I said he was 91. Didn't notice it until I heard it on, when I was driving around. I knew I made a mistake. I erred. He was 101. But he was the creator of a so. I mean, he changed the the whole, I don't say face of television. I guess that is true, too. But he changed the whole direction of how television was going. And prior to that, it was, I don't know what, I Love Lucy and Dick Van Dyke and all of those kind of things. And then suddenly here came this show called All in the Family, the first of his groundbreaking shows. Um, and it turned things around. I was thinking this morning, I was thinking yesterday to be specific, about the first time I saw All in the Family. And it's hard for me to remember that. I was around my college days. Uh, this TV show popped on the air on Saturday night called All in the Family. Do you remember the first time you saw it or the first uh, first images you had or the first reaction you had to that show? Uh, what I remember is the talk first. Uh, you know, this, this show is different, uh, but... The thing about it was I knew a lot of people like Archie Bunker. It, it, it didn't shock me. Uh, you know, it was funny. Uh, I, I caught on early that they were making fun of, of people like that, that uh, they weren't praising. They weren't putting that person up and, and, and saying this is the way you should act. It was a no, this is the way you should not act. So I got that at an early age, and I, I just thought it was really, really funny stuff. I still watch it today. And uh, yesterday, like you, Howard, I was listening, paying attention and the consensus was, and I think I will agree with this, out of all the TV characters uh, ever on television, Archie Bunker is probably the, 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 the biggest and the, the, the best. He, he can't be out of the top four. I mean, he is. I don't even know who the other three are. I'm just trying to make it. But he is, he is a definitive character um, uh, in television. As a young liberal college boy, my first reaction to All in the Family, and I don't remember specifically seeing an episode, <clears throat> but my first reaction was, oh, my God, this is pathetic. How could they put a racist like that on the air? And it took me a little while. Now, I don't mean six months. I mean maybe an episode or two before I finally realized that, oh, wait a minute. First place, as you said, Bob, this is real life. And secondly, what Norman Lear is doing is putting a spotlight on the reality that is out there that isn't necessarily a good reality, but is a reality. And, you know, I'm going to make a strange comparison, see if you would see with this or not. Archie Bunker, in many ways, is like Tony Soprano. He is, at least if you have certain predilections like I do, liberal leanings, he is just about as wrong as possible. And yet he's lovable at the same time. Tony Soprano is a murderer, a gangster, and yet he's a lovable family man at the same time. Both of those shows saw, and uh, Norman Lear long before, um, help me, who created uh, Sopranos? David Chase. David Chase. Long before David Chase, uh, Norman Lear saw that you could have duality in a character. You didn't have to just have, your, your, your lead character didn't have to just be funny or a hero or a villain. He could be both, and... And once I got a hold of in my head of what that was, I I, I got a, I, I enjoyed it much much more. What I remember the most is I I was nine years old and I knew the difference between the older guys 
in the younger guys when it came to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Uh, the appearance, the, the hippies, they, they were not into it. The older guys, they had done their time. They had been to the war, and they thought that everyone else should do their, their job. And so I got that part of it, and that's, to me, that was the best. When it was Mike Stivic and Archie Bunker going back and forth, whether it was politics, the Vietnam War, just, you know, you're thinking like caveman, Archie. To me, that was the best. And I was living that. I'm, I mean, between Wakeham's and our bar, we didn't have too many hippies in our bar. But, you know, I, you, I, I, I was I living that. out at your place, Bob. So. Yeah, there wasn't too many hippies out there. But, but I knew that was going on. So, so I got it. And uh, it was just really funny stuff. And again, once you got it, and once you realized that this was, this was a real life, I mean, this, this showed how real life was. You know, the Meathead and uh, Archie, I mean, you, they never did. But you could, you could feel them pulling their fists out towards each other, right? They, sometimes the battles were so strong that you felt that they wanted to hit each other. And then there were more than one episode where they hugged each other and cried. And it was great because they just were so opposite of each other. And then, you know, what really put the tension there, this hippie is uh, sleeping with his little girl, you know, right there in his house. So it was just, it was just really, really good stuff. It was, it was, it was tremendously well written. It was a real spotlight on America at that time. And I think it was needed. Um, it was funny at the same time it was serious and all of them, but in particular, Carol O'Connor and Gene Stapleton, what tremendous actors they were to pull off those two characters. I mean, they were Archie and Edith, right? I mean, yeah, they, they nailed it. They nailed it. They just bam. And you know, Gene Stapleton was fairly young. When, I mean, I, when I see the show, I think of her as you know almost a grandma type, but she was fairly young at, at the time. Gene Stapleton was, um, and so therefore Edith actually was. Off the of text line three zero four two. For sixteen hundred, <laughs> Howard, I never realized it before. You are meathead. Wow. <laughs> I don't. I Dead don't, from the neck up, Howard. Yeah, yeah, man, I don't know about that. Um, now let me ask you. And by the way, I'd love to get any of the rest of you your take on any of the um, Norman Lear programming, all of the family, and all of the shows that spun off from that. Did you think All in the Family was a great show? I do. I think Bob does. took me a while to get my head around it, and once I did, I thought, man, this is tremendous. Norman Lear knew what he was doing. Um, So call us or text us about your thoughts on Norman Lear, on All in the Family. What did you first think when you saw All in the Family the first time? Did you say, oh, my God, this is disgusting, shouldn't be on television? And there were people who said that. And I don't remember. I, I I don't remember if there were or weren't. But I would assume there were, there were protest campaigns, Bob, at the time. There probably were people saying, you know, take this off, take this off. We can't have this kind of guy being shown. I don't remember that, but I suspect there were. <laughs> <coughs> so if you all have any thoughts on it, uh, please text it in. Now, my next question to you, Bob. What was what was the best of the spinoffs? He had dozens of spinoffs. Maud, Jefferson's, Good Times, um, uh, others that he was involved with. What was the best of the ones he did? 
You know what, Howard? I, I never had a favorite. I know you were you were into mod. You thought that was a really good show. I, I just never. I, did, I I thought the Jeffersons was were, were better when they were neighbors of Archie. Oh really? I just never really got into you didn't it. Like it when they no, moved when on they moved up on up. I did not. I, probably good times, and that was because of J.J. Walker, Dynamite, Howard. Dynamite. You know, and that was a really popular show. And I knew that John Amos, who played his daddy, he played football here in Wheeling. So I remember oh. thinking, man, this is pretty cool. You got J.J dynamite and you got john amos who used to be the uh, the former ironman you know what jj is doing these days not much i don't think he is he's a talk show host oh like i said not much <laughs> well that, that's a good yes no, he's a talk show host and he actually one of the things he's doing right now i suppose we couldn't afford him he's offering himself up as a fill-in host go on vacation you need someone to fill in Jimmy Walker will. Well, you're leaving here in a couple That's weeks. That's what I thought. I thought. Can we afford him, Howard? No, I don't think so. I'm, I'm Can we get him for one day, maybe? <laughs> maybe Wednesday, one. the short day? Maybe maybe the first hour, maybe one day, and that would use up our entire budget. But, yeah, that's what – he's a talk show host now, and he's um, – and I've never heard his talk show. I have heard him being interviewed recently, um, uh, and he was a – he's a – was or is a DJ on Sirius XM. He plays some of the music there, too. So, anyway. I, but I want to go back to something you said, because you're wrong. Uh-oh. Maud was my least favorite of all the shows, ah. all the spinoff shows. Okay. It was too didactic. I don't know what that means. Preachy. Okay. All right. Archie Bunker, all in the family, preached within the framework of a comedy show. You know, you got a message there. You know, when uh, Sammy Davis Jr. gave Archie the smooch, there was a message that came across. But it wasn't, you know, they didn't stop and go, and now all blacks and whites should learn to get together. It just was part of the show. I thought Maude was too too preachy, too yeah. didactic. And, you know, you just struck a memory with me. I, I didn't connect <laughs> with it because I didn't know what she was talking about, menopause ah, or, or abortion. You know, those were those were the, the times that she was she was going after. And I didn't understand that, Howard. I, I just did not understand it. it. It's actually a good point. At that point in time in this country... Some of those, I mean, these days, everybody, I mean, Teddy knows what we're talking about when we talk about those things. Well, he doesn't. He asked about menopause the other day. <laughs> what am I supposed to tell him? I remember one episode, Howard. But, where, but my, but my boy, but, but most of, just the average American didn't know that. You're right. Abortion, menopause, these are totally new topics. I remember one episode where Maude thought, well, for excuse my language, thought she was knocked up. Yes. And her and Walter had a debate whether they were going to keep the child Correct. or not. And I remember what? Were they going to get give it up for a, 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 a yeah. abortion or adoption? What what's going on give here? It to a fireman, you know? and and it was edgy, and they were they were they were really upset, and they were very emotional about this, and I didn't get it. I I, I didn't understand what they were talking about, and then towards the end of the episode, she wasn't pregnant, and was, I, I didn't get that. I just didn't get it. What happened? What 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 was this all about? Where's Archie? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Where? Yeah, right. It was just it was. So I I know, I know what you were trying to say that. It was a very liberal-leaning show, therefore I liked it. But truthfully, as a TV show, I just thought it was too preachy, too didactic. Um, so I, it was not one of my favorites. I also am going to disagree with you a little bit. I thought the Jeffersons were much better after he moved on up. Moved on up to the east side. I loved it when he and uh, uh, Flora, what was her name? Flora? 
Florence. He called her Wheezy. Florence, Wheezy. He and that's it. We and Wheezy uh, were uh, were off on their own. I, I enjoyed that. See, I just I, I enjoyed the banner of Archie, and I think Archie with Maude too. You know, when 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 they introduced a Maude, she was uh, uh, Edith's cousin. Yeah. And her and Archie, just like the meathead and Archie, they battled, battled all the time. And I just thought that was better. Now, when I said I didn't like Maude, I meant I didn't like the actual show Maude. You're right. The dynamic between Archie Bunker and Maude on All in the Family was hilarious. He would open the door. You know, there'd be a ring at the doorbell. He'd open the door. Oh, jeez, Maude. <laughs> You know, it was it was that that dynamic was really good. And you know, I'm I'm like Archie. You know, I'll put up with so much here or out in front of Reesbecks, but in my house, it's a very humble house, but it's my house. And you better watch how you speak to me in my house. And that was great about George Jefferson. He didn't care. Maud certainly didn't care that she was in Archie's house. They just let him have it. A um, couple of texts coming in off the Frio Stack auction service text line here at 725 on the Watchdog Morning Show. Loved B. Arthur. She was Archie's perfect foil uh, on All in the Family. Again, Maud, the character on All in the Family, I found added to the show. And they didn't overuse her either. Uh, she was only on a handful of times. So when she showed up, it was a special appearance. I, I, would, I would agree with you uh, there. Uh, let's see. Also, Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Um, <laughs> that's about uh, Washington politics. I'll get to that at a later date. I thought there was another. Oh, Carol O'Connor was on Vic Cabot and said there were too many spinoffs for All in the Family. You know, I wonder if I, I thought about that. There were, I mean, there were a lot of them. I don't know if it was too many, but there were an awful lot of spinoffs. I wonder if uh, Carol Connor would have uh, benefited like Norman Lear uh, benefited. He wouldn't maybe have said that, Howard. Well, that's, yeah, yeah. If Archie Bunker had himself been in all of them, or if he had had a, although I don't know if, our, I don't know if Carol O'Connor had a stake in that show or not. The other character, it wasn't a spinoff. Uh, he was a black man. The next one in line, I think, to Archie Bunker would be uh, Fred G. Sanford. Fred Sanford, yeah, Sanford's son. Just a killer, just that was absolute a, killer. That was a that was a, that was a hilarious show as well. Anyway, if you have thoughts on uh, Norman Lear or Archie Bunker, All in the Family, or any of that of that genre of shows, we'd love to have your text or your phone calls. Uh, it uh, it is. Um, I, I don't know what he's done in recent years. I saw I saw, but I only saw it in passing. He was a a producer with Jimmy Kimmel on some things. That, does that sound right to you? He wrote a book about five years ago, and uh, I didn't buy it, but I, I took it out at the library. And I remember it, you doing that. Yeah. There, were, there were some things that he added, but you know, I wanted more. All that back backstage, uh, behind the door stuff, Howard. Yeah, I, I just don't. I, I should know, but I just don't. He, and he did a few other things, and there were some other TV shows, you know, more recently. But really, it was all of those shows in the '70s and early '80s that. That uh, that made him what it was. We got a little clip from Archie here. Is that right? We do. This is what Archie's all in the family was like. Think, think religious thoughts. Oh, are you drinking beer, Daddy? That's real religious. <laughs> What's the matter with that? She's the Bible's full of wine. Oh, no, God don't have nothing against taking a drink to celebrate his son's birthday. Archie, there's no proof that Jesus was God's son. That's that's fairy tales. Ah, come on, you meat-headed atheist, you. <laughs> Gee, they don't give you a holiday for fairy tales? <laughs> oh, 
over the world, they celebrate the birth of that baby. And everybody gets time warp and wait. Now, if that ain't proof that he's the son of God, then nothing is. Archie, I'm not saying that a philosopher named Jesus didn't live in those days. I'm just saying that there was no proof that he was the son of God. Like I said, it's fairy tales. The Bible ain't fairy tales, damn it. Had the Bible as facts all the way, right from the beginning, when God made the world in seven days. Six days, Archie. Seven days. No, on the seventh day, he rested. Well, maybe half a day, Edith, but the other half, he went around checking on what he'd done. <laughs> <laughs> and he made us all one true religion, Edith. Christians. She named after his son, Christian. <laughs> well, Christ, for sure. <laughs> That's the way it was for a long time. One religion. So they started splitting off into all their mother denumerations there. Your Catholics, your Presbyterians, the Lutherans, etc., etc. There. But there's still only one true religion to this day, and that's his religion up there. Yeah, and of course, that's the one you belong to, right, Arch? Geez, I'd be kind of stupid if I didn't, wouldn't I? <laughs> I tell you, my heart goes out to a lot of guys I know. Yeah, they spend their lives believing one of them offshoot religions, you know? They're sending their kids to them there, giving them money, running dances for them. And then in the end, they get up there and uh, they find out they was fooling around with the wrong one all along. <laughs> a couple of things jump out at me as I listen to that. Uh, number one was... That, that's an example of what made All in the Family work. Listen, if you just read the words, that would be an offensive, offensive, offensive screed that, that Archie gave. But d being done in Archie Bunker's character and with humor bl bl blended into it, it became entertaining at the same time as it was thought-provoking. Having said that, I can imagine how many people felt when this kind of stuff we hear this sort of stuff on TV all the time now, right? But back then, oh, my Lord, to hear somebody say those things out loud would have been uh, amazing. It was an amazing career Norman Lear had and amazing characters that, uh, that he created. Um, off the text line before I take a quick break, uh, those actors were pretty much all typecast after that show. Um, I guess so. Um, Archie went on to do, what was the, he was a sheriff um, in the heat of the night, right? That's it. Um, wasn't, I mean, you didn't when you when I watched it, I wasn't thinking of Archie Bunker, although he wasn't as good as Archie Bunker. Uh, I don't know. Do you think they all were typecast afterwards? Well, think about it. Other than him, I mean, I can't remember. Edith was in a couple movies. I don't but, know. I think she was in, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, Sally Struthers, she just she well, she swelled up a little bit <laughs> and uh, didn't see much of her in anything else. And then Rob Reiner became a, a powerful uh, director, one of the most powerful directors around, and. Uh, Sally Struthers was here in town a few years ago. She starred in Hello, Dolly, which was at the Capitol. I went to see that. And um, I got a little bit nervous when she danced on stage because, you know, I didn't know how strong those Capitol boys. That's an old stage. <laughs> exactly. All right. 732-28 to the hour. Watchdog Morning Show. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? 
we can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. The Highland Sports Complex is the Ohio Valley's most exciting place to play. A state-of-the-art facility offering fun for the whole family with a climbing wall, arcade, indoor turf, hardwood courts, classes and camps for kids and adults. Plus, you can take a break in the on-site cafe. Learn more online at hitthehighlands.com or better yet, stop in and visit the Highlands Sports Complex at the top of the hill off I-70. Have a holly jolly watchdog Christmas. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this December the 7th. Yesterday, Brian Chavez took the oath of office as the state senator in the Ohio Senate. He will represent Ohio's 30th district, succeeding former Senator Frank Hoagland, who has retired. He's the manager and owner of Reno Oil and Gas, which manages the drilling and field maintenance for over 400 conventional gas and oil wells. He will serve the remainder of former Senator Hoagland's term and then run for a full four-year term in November of 2024. And a grand jury indicted two men from Jefferson County on charges of manslaughter. Among them, Rusty Lee Stevens, a 54-year-old resident of Brilliant, faces two counts of involuntary manslaughter, both first-degree felonies and one count of felonious assault, a second-degree felony. 27-year-old Thomas Davis, also out of Brilliant, was indicted on one felony, count of involuntary manslaughter and one felony two count of felonious assault. Both men are suspects in a homicide out of Brilliant that occurred back on April 30th. For more details, head to WTRF.com. Two cases of meningitis have been confirmed among children in Jefferson County with a third one possible. The health department says it's the first time the disease has been reported in the last three years. It's also called meningococcal disease and the main symptoms are fever, headache and a stiff neck. Health Commissioner Andrew Henry says the patients are between the ages of two and six and live in the Amsterdam Burgles area. He says it doesn't spread as easily as the common cold. Officials also say treatment needs to start as soon as possible if you believe you're experiencing symptoms, so call your health provider right away. And the Brook County Family Support Center is organizing a Healthy Grand Families event tonight from 5 to 7. The event is free to the public and it will take place at the Brook County Family Support Center on Main Street in Wellsburg. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Thursday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. I'm Deepak Kuda. I am from originally India. 
I am director of the Structural Heart Program as well as Cardiac Cath Lab at Wheeling Hospital. Our main clinic is obviously here at Wheeling Hospital WU Medicine. We also have satellite clinics, we call it, the Upper the Highlands. Then we have clinic at the Wheeling Clinic, which is in downtown Wheeling, and Martins Ferry. And then we also have clinic at St. Clair as well. So we try to go where the patients are or to make it most convenient for them. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. It's a beautiful sight, we're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. You are welcome to join us on the phone line or text line 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. Bob, yesterday we were talking about uh, dollar stores and then Aldi's came up and then you started talking about Aldi's and you said, no, you think you were getting confused. Remember that, that little little segment there you thought maybe it wasn't Aldi's you were talking about? I do. I got a text here. Uh, this is from yesterday, but... Uh, Howard, the Bob, or Bob, the story you're talking about is Ollie's. Would, would it be Ollie's? Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I could picture the caricature, and I knew it was close. Yeah, Ollie's. I, that's the story I was telling you, Howard. There's everything in there. Right. And Ollie's is a – we talked about Lucky Duck is one of our sponsors, and they're a bin store. Ollie's is a um, – I'm not sure what the word to use is. There is a word for this. They go out and they look for you know, like other stores that are getting rid of lots of items, and they bring them in and discount them. So – I haven't been to Ollie's for a long time. Used to. Haven't been there for a good while. Thanks Anyways. for the listener. Yeah, helping yeah. them out. Yeah, appreciate that. Uh, always love to hear from you at 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. We are going to talk a little bit more about the streetscape coming up a bit later on this morning. Um, Governor, not Governor Justice, but uh, the Department of Highways issued a press release yesterday. I think it's the first time they've ever done it on the streetscape. I guess they're finally paying attention to what everybody's talking about. Um, it it praised Governor Justice up one side and down. You know, thanks to this, thanks to Governor Justice, we have the streetscape and all that kind of stuff. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. I'll share with you what they had to say. They also put a, a bit of a time frame on the um, on the streetscape project. We will talk about that. And the Ohio County Commissioners this week said that uh, if any of the people who are affected by the streetscape, you know, need any advice, the Highlands had a tough time getting through COVID, and they'd offer advice to anybody who needs it. So we'll get back into that a bit. And Bob, you alerted me for the first time yesterday, uh, and you told us all about the the new ad that uh, Governor Justice has out. Did you check it out, Howard? I saw it last night. <laughs> it is really interesting. I uh, Brad Macklin, he posted a, a transcript of it, so I'm going to share some of that with you. And if you haven't seen the ad, it is uh, the governor's strong response to um, the Club for Growth, who is supporting uh, Mooney, uh, first of all, he just smacks down the club for growth. And then basically when the ad is done, he almost you can almost hear in the background Jim Justice going, 
take that, Alex Mooney. I mean, it is a – he makes his point. Let's put it that way. He makes his point. So we'll get to all of that coming up a little bit later on this morning. And uh, tonight is the big gubernatorial debate in West Virginia. Three of the four gubernatorial candidates running in the Republican primary will debate uh, courtesy of Metro News. That begins at 7 o'clock. We'll carry it live right here on the radio station. So uh, we'll preview it uh, coming up in the next hour with Brad McElhenney. 7.40, 20 till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Adam Fike gets that uh, great vacation uh, concept we talked about. He's the next Thursday and Friday for the next, all through the end of the year, he's taking time off. I went and talked to the yeah. boss about that, by the way, Bob. How did it work out? Howard? I got laughed at. <laughs> I, I, I got laughed at. They said, yeah, sure, okay, yeah, we'll do that. But uh, but uh, Tyler Vanji is here. Tyler, good morning. We haven't talked to you for a while. How are you? Hey, good morning, Jim. Thanks for having me once again. You staying warm out there? Yeah, well, what is it? We got a little above freezing, right? It, it doesn't feel too bad. I, yeah, you know, it's not, not too bad with those southwesterly winds now. But I said I get I get a butt uh, there. <laughs> oh no, no butts out here. Thursday and Friday, it's actually looking really beautiful. It's about the best two days we're going to see this week. What do you think about that? Well, it's been the, a rather ugly week. Yeah, it, it has been. It's been a week where I mean, we had that we had uh, what was a Tuesday night. It was uh, I ran into actually into a snow squall for like two minutes. Um, it was really cold and wintry. This has been a week that just was a reminder that winter is coming. That, that's what this week was. It was a reminder. Uh, it wasn't exactly full-fledged winter, but don't forget, I'm on my way, said old man winter this week. That's exactly right. It seems like Jack Frost is knocking at the door, but then every time I open the door, he seems to be gone. So <laughs> We're playing ding-dong ditch this Christmas, I guess. <laughs> that's a great way of looking at it. He's knocking at the door, but when you open up, he's gone. Yeah, that's exactly right. In fact, the weekend is going to be uh, very warm, right? Yeah, it's actually looking like a nice weekend. If you guys want to head over to the Nutcracker uh, festival and all that that's going on in Steubenville, looking like a great chance to do that Friday into Saturday. Sunday, if you have some chores around the house or if you're still one of those that hasn't put up the Christmas lights on the tree or the decorations, that's looking like the best day. Sunday, we're going to be a soaked-out type of Sunday, right around an inch of rainfall. So, Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. We have all of our outside decorations up now. Uh, finally got the last bit up this week. Um, but yeah, we don't have anything done indoors. Sunday would be a good day to do it indoors while the rain is coming down outside because it's going to rain pretty much all day on Sunday, right? That's exactly right. Rain rolls in around Saturday. We're, well, let's call it 10 p.m. Right around 10 p.m. So if you guys want to check out the lights before then on Saturday night, great chance. But then after that, it's rainfall through Sunday. And it looks like almost a repeat of this week. As we step into Monday morning, we could see some more snow showers once again, winds from the northwest. Oh, jeez. Um, I, I, have, do you guys have a look ahead at all yet when we might see, or if we might see, significant snow this year? I know one of my sons said to me last night, Dad, given what we've got so far, I'm thinking it might be another mild winter. But I point out it's really early in the winter. So, Yeah, that's a great point. So actually, let's just refresh everybody real quick. But last year, we t we only saw about an inch of measurable rain uh, snowfall right outside of the Seven News studio. So that's a bit of an alarming, you know, snowfall rate. Because typically we're right around 33 inches of snowfall for you know the winter seasons. This winter, 
I'll be honest. It's looking like January. We could see a good snowfall. The pattern is there right now, honestly. It's just the winds are a little bit more to the west when these low pressures decide to roll through. If they're more so from the northwest, then we're going to end up seeing like Buffalo, Erie, Pennsylvania has been seeing these past few systems. So it just all depends on northwesterly winds versus a west northwesterly wind. If I remember correctly, and Bob, you can help me with this. Last year we had one good snowstorm. wasn't a blizzard. It wasn't a you know eighteen inches, but we had one good so snowstorm, and I think that was it. Right, just one of, of yep, any right before Christmas. Yep, and we dropped the temperatures right around four degrees. Believe it or not, and then uh, uh, but that was pretty much it. We had some other uh, snow occasions. But I think we only had one significant, maybe two, but I'm only thinking of one significant uh, snowfall last season. Well, that would be nice. Um, I'd like to see that on the one hand. On the other hand, my grandson's already been going, Granddad, when can we go sled riding? So, you know. <laughs> the best is uh, getting a four-wheeler out. I remember when we were kids, get the four-wheeler out and hook the toboggan up with a rope to the back. That's the best. <laughs> That sounds, that would be fun. All right, let's. Uh, so we've we've moved into the weekend. Let's back up to today. What are we looking forward to today? Uh, we might see some sun later on today. Oh, that's exactly right. Right around twelve o'clock, one p.m. I'm forecasting sunshine across the board. The entire Ohio Ohio Valley will experience some sunshine, but it's going to be short lived because then sunset right around four five o'clock comes around. It's already dark out. But Friday. If you guys can get out of work early, maybe put that lunch time, maybe just take that lunch break last, you know, get out of work early. Friday is looking absolutely beautiful. So Friday might be the, the best enjoyable day, right? That's exactly right. Upper 50s, almost nearly 60 degrees, and sunshine's present until about 3 p.m. on our Friday. Then the cloud coverage decides to roll in. And then repeating what we just said, then the weekend there will be some, uh, at least a little bit of, of rain Saturday, a lot of rain on Sunday. Although, again, temperatures warm for the weekend. Yeah, rather rather nice above above temp, uh, above average temperatures through your Friday, Saturday, even Sunday. But Sunday is where the day we introduce the cold front, and then the temperatures fall 48 hours after that. So not too bad. A little above freezing right now, 35, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 33 at the Highlands, 35 in my backyard in Elm Grove, where my little weather station is, and 35 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Tyler, it's good talking to you. We'll talk to you again tomorrow, I guess. And then, so this is going to go on for the next couple of weeks, right, while Adam takes time off? That's exactly right. Every Thursday and Friday, I'll be on here with you guys until we wrap up December and head through that beautiful Christmas. Well, it's good to talk to you. And i got to tell you, and I mean this seriously, I, I have gotten text recently, not recently, but over the last couple of months, where's Tyler? What's happened to Tyler? So I'm, <laughs> I'm glad we were able to tell people you're right here with us uh, today, tomorrow, and Thursday and Friday over the next couple of weeks. Uh, uh, you'll be right here with us and right there on the Big 7. That's exactly right. We'll just try to manage through these next few cold weeks. You know how I like the warmth, but uh, <laughs> we'll make it through. That's right. <laughs> Tyler, I appreciate your time this morning. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Thanks. You too, Jim. 737, 13 of the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Tyler Vanji. I have had a lot of people ask me what happened to Tyler. He yeah, me too. Uh, until the last week or two, he hasn't been on uh, TV as much as he had been before. Um, but he's uh, he's been he's been on back on TV, and he's here with us because Adam gets this nifty little deal every Thursday and Friday from now to the end of the year. He gets the Thursdays and Fridays off. I do like the sound of that. That sounds good.
So, uh, but then again, I can't complain. I'm going to be gone the week of Christmas. And you're going to be taken over while I'm gone, right? Excuse me? What's that? You're going to be taken over while I'm gone, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. You, you didn't sound confident on that. <laughs> Well, what usually happens, Howard? I mean, do you bring somebody in? I didn't know where you were going with that. No, I know. I just so you're while I'm gone, you're going to be here doing the show. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, Seven forty-eight does until the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Coming up on Metro News Hotline on the Thursday Hotline, Jermaine Lucier will check in with news on the biggest movies and TV shows. Larry Gross will be by to talk about Mountain Stage and its season wrapping up. Amy Smith will have your weekend stock market report. And Kevin Kender from Blue Gold News with reaction to the WVU Pitt basketball game. Plus your text in or out and the question of the day. Metro News Hotline, weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man. Your worst man. You, your dog walker. Your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Santa Duck is in town at your nearest Lucky Duck discounters. Smart Christmas shoppers start early at Lucky Duck, where the price goes down as the week rolls on with thousands of bin items. Plus shelf items like refrigerators, patio furniture, baby supplies, and more priced at 40% below retail. No other bin store in our area offers these great buys. Start your Christmas shopping now because it's all first come, first served, and items on the shelf change every week. Visit Lucky Duck discounters, Wheeling, Glendale, New Martinsville, Steubenville, and Morgantown. Lucky Duck, more than just a bin store, it's your Christmas shopping headquarters. Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. I'll be home for What did I do? Howard? You actually brought me a Pepsi today. I brought you a Pepsi and a couple donuts. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's, oh, man, I put the donuts over here and I forgot. You just, did, you, just uh, you didn't want oh, them. Oh, holy man, I forgot that. Oh. Glazed. I thought that was your favorite. Oh, and now we are talking. All right. You're not going to report me for making a mess in here because the glazed donuts do make a mess, right? <laughs> Be I, careful. I, we can, well, Donnie's coming in later. We can oh, blame we'll him. Yeah, we'll blame Donnie for making the mess. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that and the Pepsi. But now, and I'm thankful, very thankful, very, very thankful for the view, because you know I love Pepsi, and I didn't bring one today. But do I see you have a Pepsi over there? You do, Howard. You know, they have those sales uh, where you can buy one for like three bucks, or you can get two for two for four bucks, and I went with the the two. I just have one. But yeah, I hope I'm not hooked again. You've been, you've been so good for, what, a couple of months, right? It's been a while, yeah. And you've, and you're... 
I don't want people to take this the wrong way. You're checking me out, aren't you, You're Howard? looking kind of good. Yes, I am. <laughs> You're looking good, pal. You've been losing a little bit of weight uh, because of the Pepsi. So uh, just uh, enjoy your Pepsi. You know, I, uh, I'll raise a glass to you here. Raise a Here's to you, to you, Howard Here's Monroe. Here's to you. Yeah, absolutely. A little Pepsi slurp would be good. I'm all buzzed up on Pepsi. But don't, uh, you know. Don't slide back, Pat. No, don't, I'm going to try not don't to. Don't slide back. Eight to the hour on the Watchdog Morning Show. Time for Slider on Sports. Last night in Morgantown, a game you heard right here on the Watchdog Network. The Pitt Panthers, way too much for the Mountaineers. They win 80 to 63. Did you check any of that out, Howard? I listened to a good bit of the first half. They did, did not catch the second half. Uh, in the basketball. Maybe, maybe that was a That was a move. good thing. It was the basketball version of the backyard brawl. Pitt hit 16 triples for the night. Blake Henson was 9 out of 15 from the three-point line. He led all scorers with 29 points. The Mountaineers jumped out to an 8-0 run to start the game and then trailed 36-35 to at halftime, and then it all went south from there. Next up from WVU, they host Drexel this Saturday at 4 o'clock. You can catch it all right here. Last night on the Watchdog Network, the Wheeling Central girls basketball team exploded. When I say exploded, Howard, did you see this score? I did not see the score. They beat Magnolia 111. Whoa. You ain't heard of that. To eight. What? 111 80. to eight. 80. He said no, 80. no, no, not 80. Eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You got it. Eight. Oh, my Lord. Just one of those games, I guess. I mean, I'm not picking on Magnolia. Don't get me wrong here. I'm just reporting the score. 111 to 8. How does – did Jerry Ames call the game? or was He it? did not. We had Ross Johnston and Mark Hunterman last night. How do they call a game like that? It's tough. I mean, I can't – it just – You want to be sympathetic. I mean, those guys were in a tough spot. And so was Wheeling Central. The season is brand new, so you want to get your team going. Yeah. But, yeah, that game was over, like, when they said hello. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, this season, Howard, the Watchdog Network will be the home for both the Wheeling Central boys and girls basketball teams. It's going to be a big year for both. Let's go, Knights. The New York Yankees made a blockbuster blockbuster trade yesterday, acquiring San Diego Padre all-star right fielder Juan Soto. New York receives Soto and two-time gold glover Trent Grisham San Diego gets a return. Well, they get a bunch of minor leaguers, Howard. That's what they get. The Yankees get the stars, and uh, San Diego, they, well, they get the prospects. The, and listen to this, Howard. This, this is really interesting here. The Yankees will open the season with a payroll over $300 million. Holy mackerel. Last year, the Pittsburgh Pirates – Team payroll was $72 million. So they're going to open $300 million, and we had $72 million. And it might drop, yes. Last night in Tampa Bay, Florida, the Lightning defeated the Pittsburgh Penguins 3-1. to The Penguin power play continues to struggle. They were 0-4 last night. The Pens could only get four shots on goal during their power play opportunities. Jake Gensel scored the lone Penguin goal. With uh, under a minute left in regulation, it was his 10th goal of the season. The Penguins stay in Florida and will meet the Panthers tomorrow night in Miami. Game time, 7.05. Tonight on Thursday Night Football, the Pittsburgh Steelers will host the New England Patriots. Mitch Trubisky will start at quarterback for Pittsburgh. The Steelers are six-point favorites. I don't know how, Howard. I guarantee you this. They ain't going to get any of my money on the Steelers anymore. <laughs> and, and here's another interesting thing. The over – Underline is 30. That's the lowest number for that type of bet since 1993. 
You know, it's usually 48, 45, <laughs> 30. So that just tells you how pathetic both teams are. Kickoff is at 8.15. Slatter on sports time, 7.56. Do you make? Have you made a pick, or did you make a pick on uh, 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 two old guys on sports? For the last two weeks, I would have cashed. And we're good old boys on sports, Howard, not old boys. Good old boys. Uh, but uh, the Steelers uh, hurt me, Howard. I would have cashed uh, two weeks in a row, but I'd pick those damn Steelers. Damn you. Yes. <laughs> so yes. tonight? I'm not going to bet. I'll watch the game. But, I again, it, it might be a 7-3 to three game. It might be a 6-3 to three game. It's, both teams cannot pick it, score. Kenny Pickett's out, right? He is out. Yeah. Had ankle surgery this week, but they think he's going to return before the postseason if the Pirates – yeah, almost as bad as the Pirates – if the Steelers uh, make the postseason. All right, slider on sports. Um, let's see, what is today? Is Thursday – It is. Pine Room guys today? The Pine Room boys are tomorrow. Today is Donnie Gilbert from 12 to 3. Oh, the return of Donnie Gilbert. Yeah, Donnie Gilbert is back. Let's see what he's got going on today. I can tell you what he's got coming up today. This Thursday, Donnie Gilbert Radio Show, noon to three. Nelson Croft will be in, a, a candidate for Ohio County Sheriff. Marshall County Commissioner John Grazinkas, Big John, Big John. Big John in the studio. will be up at uh, 1235. Ron Scott Jr. is in to talk about uh, the hip-hop show. That's I know all those guys. Coming in uh, at the uh, West Banco, I think it is. Maybe it's the Capitol, I'm not sure. But there's a hip-hop show coming in. Uh, it'll be complete with the video, spoken word, rappers, and live musicians. Tim McCormick, busy at the Waterfront Hall, installing the AV and working with many people to make it a viable venue. Uh, Billy Blaze from Holistic Cloud. I don't know what that means. Is that a group or is that a, it's the, you have to is, tune in? Is there going to be some holistic activity going on? I don't know. Uh, and then, of course, the... Um, Top five uh, NFL picks and other other picks of the week, the top five. That's all coming up today, noon to three, with uh, Donnie Gilbert uh, back. Week number two and on the return of Donnie Gilbert. Coming up next hour, I want to talk a minute or two about this uh, uh, ad that you, you, you called to my attention yesterday, to all of our attention yesterday, Bob, that uh, Governor Justice is running. Um, it, it's really just a slap at Mooney ad, and uh, – I can't. I, I, you mentioned this yesterday. I don't know how many times he uses the phrase Marilyn Mooney, Marilyn Mooney, Marilyn Mooney. Um, and you notice what he called himself in that ad? Big Jim Justice. I couldn't hear it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Big Jim. But vote for Big Jim Justice. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up in the next hour of the show. Brad McElhinney and he and I are going to talk about the uh, debate that's coming up tonight between three of the four gubernatorial candidates on the GOP primary ballot. Uh, in West Virginia. We'll preview that and uh, we'll talk a bit more about the streetscape. Department of Highways issues a little statement on the timetable of that. Might be interesting to you. I'll tell you about that. And it was kind of a self serving statement, but uh, came out in conjunction with all the controversy and discussion that we're having uh, about the streetscape issue. So, uh, all of that. And, and the Ohio County Commissioners say, hey, we had our guys, our businesses had a lot of trouble during COVID. And they managed to get through it. So if you want some advice on how to get through tough times, uh, give us a call and we'll tell you about it. So we'll talk about all of that coming up next hour on the Watchdog Morning Show. Just about 8 o'clock, ABC covers the world for us next. FM 97.7 AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville.
from ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis. Panic and fear giving way to so many questions today in the campus shooting at UNLV. Overnight, sources confirming that